Yes. Yes, we are sure. We are sure. We are certain. We are certain. Yes, we are. Certainty is our middle name. What up? What, 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 what is up? Brothers and sisters, what's cracking? How are we doing? This is Askakira. How the heck are you? It's Thursday. It's a beautiful day to be alive. Uh, it, it's... Uh, it's 2018 AD. It really, really is. Gang activities or BTFO, maybe. Something of that nature. Let's switch on the Instagram. What's going on, YouTube? What up, everybody? Locked in early. Just straight up here. Here, like savages. Not even slightly messing around. Not even slightly. Not even slightly. Wonderful. Very proud of you. What up, Liberty Snake Bear? What up? Uh... Oh, shit. Sorry, I'm just trying to turn on the Instagram here. And that's how you do that. Oh my gosh, dreadful. Marvelous. 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 What's going on, everybody? Uh, I could play you some music, but I can't because I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, boom. What's up? What do you know about Akira the Don? He's got clout. What do we know his name? Akira. I, normally, I would be pressing him on the soundboard. No soundboard today, ladies and gentlemen. We are rocking an incredibly minimalist setup right now here in Don's studios. It's amazing. It is a time of death, and it is a time of rebirth. And this is Ask Akira 25, the war with yourself. Where is everybody at? Where is everybody? Tell me where you're at. I need to know where you're at. I need to know where everybody is for, for reasons of import. But it is Ask Akira. It is Thursday. We are going to be discussing the only war that matters, the one you will be fighting your whole life, which is the war with your self. I have one sound on my soundboard. Yes. 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 And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day to be alive. What's up? Where is everybody? Where you at? What up? Phoenix, Arizona. Liberty Snake Bear is in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, where is everybody? I need to know where everyone is. I am in Los Angeles. 1791 is in the building. Oh my god, what up, 1791? 1791. Kings of Swing. Graveyard Goons is in Maryland Park. Prank? What? Oh, Maryland. Nice. New Jersey. It's snowing. Holy cow. Pennsylvania. Tom. Dublin. Dance. Tomas is in Florida. Shouts out to Florida all day long. Uh, Shouts out to Eki Homer in Deepest Darkest Brittany. What up, Odin Tex? Live from Texas. Yo. Portsmouth, UK. Ontario, Canada. Oh my gosh, we got people in Wales. The Ace and Spaces in Wales. Come to Am Biff. Christina N. O'Hara says, We will be your soundboard, you sweet, sweet thing. Bless your soul, you're in California. Oh my god. Ted Bamford is in Britain. Holy cow. All right, you know what's going on. We're an international gang here. Liverpool. Holy cow. We got Joel in Liverpool. Shouts out to the Scouts. Massive all day long. Mr. Pickle from Northern California. We got an international crew, which means it's time, brothers and sisters, it is time for the international high five. The international high five. Prepare your hand. Make sure you're looking at the elbow when you do it. We're about to engage in the international high five. Are you ready? What up, Switzerland? What up, Sydney, Australia? Five, four, three, two, one. Pow. Pow. Damn. Yeah, that felt good. That felt good. That was a very good international high five. We, we hit. Damn, we hit Berkeley, California. We hit New York. We hit. We hit. Damn, we hit a lot of places. We hit a lot of places, brothers and sisters, and I'm very, I'm very grateful to be able to hit these places with, uh, with the International High Five on Ask Akira on this fine Thursday. Yes, yes. Uh, well, 
Well, what do we have to say? What do we have to say? First off, first off, I think it is very important to say, rest in peace, Stanley. Rest in peace, Stanley. And thank you, Stanley. Thank you, Stanley. Thank you, Stanley. Damn, man, Stanley. Yo, 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 yo. Stanley changed my life in so many ways. And uh, yeah, man, I was eight years old. I was in hospital. Um, they they were uh, operating on, on a really important part of my of me, and I was this little boy. Was I seven or eight? And my dad went. I, I like comics, so I was into Asterix and things of that nature, like European comics. And my dad bought me a pile of American comics. Right, I was I was ill in hospital, a children's hospital, and there was no internet then, and there was only like free TV channels, and uh, you know, it was kind of boring being in hospital, being a little kid. We did puppet shows. We made puppets out of toilet rolls, and we did that. But it's pretty boring. And uh, my father bought me some American comics, and oh my God, they were wonderful. There was Spider-Man. There was Hulk. There was uh, what was the? There was uh, the Booze Brothers, Sleaze Brothers. Yeah, there was Plastic Man. The comics, but the comics that captured me the most were the ones by Stanley. Spider-Man was my favorite. Actually, it was like when I was like four or something. I loved Spider-Man. He was painted on my bed, my bedroom wall. My mum painted on my wall for me. Yo. That's love. Thanks, mom. And uh, but yeah, you know, I had. Uh, I remember my dad took me to my first comic shop when I got out of that hospital. A proper comic shop. It was like just a den full of comics. It was the most magical thing I'd ever seen. It was incredible. And uh, I bought a book called How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. While my dad bought it me. And I studied that book, ladies and gentlemen, and I learned how to draw comics the Marvel way, Marvel way. Yes, I did. And I made my own comics and I sold them at school. Yes, I did. So you can imagine how proud I was this week when uh, Hercules came to me and he'd made his own little comic book, a little picture book of Bendy and the Ink Machine. And I said, damn boy, that's great. You could sell those. And he went, huh! and just ran outside and set up a stall in our front garden yard area and started selling his own comics to the neighbors. And he made, was it $14 last week? Selling comics to the neighbors. Amazing. I was so proud. I was so proud. So proud of, of my five-year-old son, Hercules. And uh, so grateful to Stan Lee for, for the inspiration. You know, I, I was uh, a, a sort of geeky little kid. You know, I like music and stuff. I, was, I wasn't very athletic or whatever. I was, I was in fights every day. People would try to beat me up all the time. Every day. And uh, Stan Lee's uh, creations really resonated with me because I empathized with, with uh, the plight of young Peter Parker and I thought that I too could be a superhero. You know, school was crap, but... Outside of that, there was a potential for heroism. You see. So thank you, Stanley. And if you're looking at the uh, YouTube screen on YouTube, you will see an image. You can't see this on Instagram, you cuties on Instagram, but you can see this if you're looking on YouTube. And there's a beautiful image, and that image is from an EP that I've made. And it's called The Immortal Stanley. And I've completed it, and it's amazing. And uh, it will be with us very soon. I can't give you an exact drop date because uh, technological issues are, are, are meaning that I can't be making any promises. But it's done. Uh, the, the genius Gogs Gordon is mastering it right now, like right as we speak. So that is very exciting and it's really, really beautiful. And what's crazy about this record is it was made... It, well, two things about this record. One, it was made on the laptop that was donated to the Wave uh, by mystery patron Cosimo Balboa last week. Like, was it last week? Time flies. And uh, 
Yeah, basically, I had I had an amazing uh, circumstance this week. It's, the, the world is very interesting. The universe is very interesting. God is good. God is interesting. All of my stuff has died. Um, like everything's breaking down and going crazy and lunatic. And then my entire Dropbox, which had all of my stuff in it, all of my music, all of my files, all of my uh, music projects, all my presets, all my samples, all my templates, all my video stuff, all of that was within the Dropbox architecture. It was backed up to a large, a massive local drive, and it was sp across like four computers. And in the process of trying to fix this bust at this studio computer, just at the moment when I'd moved everything off the, the big hard drive so I could use that to uh, back up the main one while I uh, installed a new hard drive inside the main one. Separate to doing that, but at the same time, my entire Dropbox just got deleted, strangely and magically, and still no one's quite sure how or why. And that meant once things are in Dropbox, they get deleted everywhere, so uh, everywhere I had data was gone. Gone, brothers and sisters, so suddenly I was bereft and without all my shit. Oh my God, oh my God. And, you know, I'm, I'm lucky because I have these angels, as you know. And my Jocko Angel said, well, you can guess what Jocko Angel said. He said, good, good opportunity to rebuild, to try stuff without the constraints of an existing framework of operation, to try a new, fresh palette. And uh, then, then... Then his voice started sounding like mine, and he said, "Also, you know, this is a great opportunity to uh, learn that you need to be not keeping all your eggs in, in one basket, and you need to have multiple backups, and you really need to be on top of your data because it's important." Akira the Don and I said, "Damn, Jocko Angel, you're right. This is an opportunity to to course correct, and uh, also an opportunity to just make some stuff from a completely fresh template with none of my existing stuff or shortcuts or." effects chains or anything so this stanley record was made completely fresh with nothing none of my instruments none of my nothing so uh so sonically it's like a new thing and it's very very beautiful and i'm very excited for you to hear it yes i am and uh you know on ask akira we uh we like to play you previews we like to play you previews but I can't play your preview preview right now because it's being mastered and um yeah anyway but uh, doobie doobie doobie. So there you go. So yeah, thank you, Stanley. Thank you, Jocko Angel. Thank you, Cosimo Balboa. Thank you, everyone who's uh, helping on the who's uh, on the Patreon. Uh, I will be after this broadcast. I'll be doing a podcast, and then I will be installing a brand new hard drive in my main machine, and that will be the beginning of the rebirth of my whole studio setup. So uh, we should be getting back to hyper ultra productivity ASAP. So that's very exciting. Uh, yeah. So there you go. How is everybody? What's going on? What's going on? Guess Jocko would be amazing, says Sir Peppers. You are correct. Liberty Snake Bear says Jocko is the man. You are correct. You are correct. Liberty Snake Bear, are you getting Jocko's new book, Mikey and the Dragons, about growing your courage to face your fears? Yes. Yes. The, you know, I've, I say this a lot, but uh, we're very lucky in the modern world. You know, you want a teacher. You can reach out and get that teacher. Uh, Hercules, my five-year-old boy, he's been homeschooled. Doesn't mean we can't reach out and get other teachers. Jocko. Jocko can be a teacher for my son. He has a podcast called Way of the Warrior Kid. There's a podcast specially for kids. Wow. Wow. I mean, holy shit. So uh, one of Hercules' teachers will be Jocko. Jocko Willink. 
former Navy SEAL. Cons consistent, current, bad motherfucker.com. Wow. Wow. You know, so that's dope. That's just a beautiful thing. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, learn. Learn from the Don. I have multiple backups, but at that exact moment in time, I did not have all of them. Uh, Dropbox is a tricky motherfucker. You know, be careful. Just work. You know, just be careful with what you're doing with that thing. Um, you know, and... Uh, but yeah, good, you know, whatever the situation is, you probably get, if, if you look at it in the correct fashion, you will learn something. And I learned a great deal this week, ladies and gentlemen. And we also ended up with a, with a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful record called The Immortal Stan Lee, which will be with you soon. So thank you, Stan Lee. Thank you, Jocko. Thank you, you guys. Full-time faders is playing Red Dead 2. We are so fortunate to live in this amazingly comfortable life in the 21st century. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, there is a wonderful thing about Red Dead. It has this romantic aspect. You're playing this main character. And uh, as, as you're beginning the game, you're, you're spending most of your time in the wilderness. And it's easy to forget that you're in a time period when civilization is, is raising it, just rearing up everywhere. Trains and trams and cities and all this type of stuff. And as you go deeper into the game, you see that. And you see his... The character Arthur, his his like heartbroken longing for a life that doesn't exist anymore, and and a kind of like lack of uh, not wanting to kind of like have to be a part of this new world. It's a very sad thing, and you know, there's a lot of people. It's it's um, you know, it shows. It reminds me of of much around us. There's much around us that uh, doesn't people who don't want to be a part of the new world and systems that are afraid of the new world, but. You know, we've got to engage, motherfuckers. We've got to engage. If you want to, if you want to be a part part of society, if you want to be a part of uh, this human experiment, this human experience, then you have to engage. You have to engage with the now, and that's hard, man. That can be hard. That can be hard to do, man. It's a it's a it's a battle. It's a constant battle. We've got to be in it. Mexican jumping bean, you're here. Eki Homer says, "Thank you, Akira." Well, thank you. Derna1804 said, I had a similar situa situation. I lost a hard drive when I was an army photographer, but lucky I gave copies to a Canadian friend. That's a beautiful thing. My sweet, sweet wife used to keep a kind of daily diary and she would take a picture of herself and, and our son from the day he was born, pretty much, on her photo booth on her laptop. And She lost all that about a year ago. That shit is gone. That is gone. That is gone, but guess what's not gone? My love for her. Our love for each other and our son. He is still here and he is beautiful and wonderful and he made $14 selling his own comic books this week. So big up. Yes. Yes. Now. That's my one sound on my soundboard today. I just I just managed to retrieve it. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. My internet doesn't work. I've got like dial-up internet in, in the studio. Somehow this is working. So yeah. Praise Jesus for that. Now, yes, this week we are talking, as, as I mentioned, we're talking about the only war that counts, the only war that matters, and the war you will be fighting until the day you die. Because there is no, there is no, there's no winning this war. You will win battles, but the war goes on, and that war is the war with yourself. I'd like to read you something. It was written 2,000 years ago by some guy called Marcus. 2,000 years ago he wrote this. He says, at dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself... I have to go to work as a human being. What do I have to complain of if I'm going to do what I was born for? The things I was brought into the world to do? Or is this what I was created for? 
to huddle under the blankets and stay warm? So you were born to feel nice instead of doing things and experiencing them? Don't you see the plants, the birds, the ants and the spiders and the bees going about their individual tasks, putting the world in order as best they can? And you're not willing to do your job as a human being? Why aren't you running to do what your nature demands? You don't love yourself enough. Or you'd love your nature too and what it demands of you. When they're really possessed by what they do, they'd rather stop eating and sleeping than give up practicing their arts. Is helping others less valuable to you? Not worth your effort? Yo! Yo! Damn, Marcus! Some, some random guy called Marcus from 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. I could have written that this morning. 2,000 years ago, brothers and sisters. It is the eternal struggle. The eternal struggle. Man is engaged in a war. And that war is between his greatest potential and his worst. It is as if... We've t I've talked about this before. You are not your thoughts. You are that which observes the thoughts. And it's kind of helpful to sort of zoom out and go, okay, yes, you can observe these thoughts. That's kind of what people are doing when they're meditating, right? And you can do take that to your whole life. But there is this constant war going on. And you could say the war is, is yourself, or you could... It's kind of helpful to visualize it as these two aspects your potential worst and your potential best and you can sort of sit back and watch them battling each other at all times and the potential worst version of yourself is a sneaky motherfucker he's a sneaky sneaky motherfucker he's a tyrant he's a bully he's a loser and like most bullies and tyrants and losers he is operating from a position of fear because he's afraid He's afraid if the best version wins, then he doesn't exist and he dies. And that's what it is. That's what it is every day. That's what the whole thing is. When Marcus says that you don't love yourself enough, or you'd love your nature too and what it demands of you. This is like consciousness is this, this double-edged sword, this, this thing. Okay, this is why I think it's perfectly fine for me to eat as much steak as I do. Cows do not have thumbs. Cows are not going to get us to Mars. Nature wants to go to Mars. Nature wants to move. All right, that's why we're here. That's why we have thumbs. We are nature. We are not separate from nature. We are nature. But we are separate from, we are different from nature in that we have this awareness. We have this awareness of this, of this, this war. And it is a war brothers and sisters it is a constant consistent daily war and if you are not paying attention then the sneaky motherfucker will win because the sneaky motherfucker kind of counts on you not paying attention right the sneaky motherfucker the shadow the shadow is it the shadow is it the shadow the shadow is useful you know integrating your shadow this is a whole other subject but the integration of the shadow that's when a human is uh is complete and useful when you know that you're a potential you're a bad motherfucker when you know you have capacity for evil when you know you have capacity for mayhem and you keep that shit in check until completely necessary now the potential worst version of yourself like doesn't actually want you to be whole the potential worst version of yourself just wants itself to be the dominant thing right it wants to be driving the car and uh what it and like i said it's afraid of the best version of you 
it's afraid that the best version of you wins out because then it does not exist. And that's why it tries to trick you. That's why you've got to monitor your self-talk. Self-talk is crazy. And if you don't, so, you know, I've spent most of my life not even thinking about the fact that I have an internal monologue and it's saying shit to me all the time. And until I started paying attention, it was just saying horrible things to me all day long. It was talking to me in a way that I would never speak to another person. I would never speak to another person the way I spoke to myself. I would say horrible things. Well, the the internal monologue would say horrible things. Oh, you suck. Oh, you're a bum. Oh, you're a loser. Oh, you look like shit today. Oh, your skin is dreadful. Oh, you're you're like there's no wonder those things happen to you. Oh, you don't deserve this. Oh, this, that, and the other. Da 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 da. da. Holy shit! It wasn't until I noticed, and then I started paying attention, and now I'll be like, shut the fuck up, loser version of myself, loser guy, shut up, loser, 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 potential. No. No, we don't have those conversations. We have nice conversations in here. We're proud of us. <laughs> I like Venom. Venom is so good for this. Venom is a wonderful, um, it's a movie, it's a great movie. And uh, it kind of illustrates that whole thing very well. We, Eddie, we. And, uh, you know, that's a great sort of visualization of the integration of the shadow there. They work together. They work together. Now, uh, you know, as we've, I've talked about this before. The, when you're monitoring your internal dialogue, it's worth worth questioning what those voices are, where they came from. You know, that could have been a person in your past. It could be your parents. It could be some shit you saw on TV. But the the potential worst version of yourself will hang on to all those things as a way to cripple you and keep you being being the potential worst. That's where self sabotage comes in. Self-sabotage is, uh, is that's some, basically that's some real, real shit. Like the potential worst version of myself and the potential best version of myself. Uh, different area versions of them have won out over the years. Sometimes the potential best, best version of myself has, has made me brave and made me do really great things. And then the potential worst came in all sneaky and subconscious and, and, and had me self-sabotage to destroy what I'd created. Uh, when I was like, when I was young, <laughs> I I did a lot of amazing stuff. I left home early. I create. I was like, I want to be this. I'm gonna go and do music. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that what I do. And I did a load of stuff in the face of crazy adversity. I was homeless, and I was, I was, uh, you know, homeless in London of all places. And I, and I found, and I I I got there where I wanted to go. Where I wanted to go was I wanted to be a professional recording artist. I wanted to be making music. And I got myself to the point where I was in Los Angeles, age 22, 23, sat on a balcony at Interscope Records, the biggest record label in the world, with Jimmy Iovine, who, who ran that label, who, who signed Tupac Shakur and Snoop Dogg and all these people. And he was telling me that I was... Uh, I was going to do for rap what the Beatles did to rock and this, that, and the other. I got myself to the point I went from complete sort of destitution from in a little valley in Wales, working class kid, to being homeless, to being sort of destitute and stuff to that point in a couple of years. I did that. And then what did I do? I destroyed it. I signed this record deal. I signed to the biggest label in the world. They were like, you are going to be to rap what the Beatles were to rock here is every potential and what did i do i went off and i made a record 
that whilst being an incredible, brilliant pop record, had deliberate messaging in it that subconsciously I knew they would not, that they would reject, that they would not be able to put out. I wasn't thinking this like at the front of my mind, this is what was the subconscious was doing. I gave them a record called Thanks for All the AIDS, for God's sake, um, about like uh, colonial destruction and, uh, and, and Bob Geldof <laughs> being a murderer. <laughs> And things of that nature, right? And, uh, you know, I did this. I gave them an album that they could not release. This massive pop label, this massive pop label wanting me to be a massive pop star. I gave them an unreleasable album. And lo, they said to me, we can't release this album. And, uh, you know, then I then I, I bought it back and I went independent and I built up, what I, built up to where I am now. But in retrospect, I deliberately self-sabotaged. Well, I subconsciously self-sabotaged an opportunity uh, the biggest opportunity in the world and i went through such hell such hell and adversity to get to that point to get to the point of being in that position then i destroyed it all and with the reason i destroyed it is because the potential worst version of myself or the, the whatever version had all this programming in it i had all this programming from youth that that success was bad, that money was evil, I had all this creepy flipping uh, sort of uh, socialist programming from my upbringing, upbringing that said, you know, your money is bad, you don't deserve money, you shouldn't have money. I literally did an interview with someone and in the interview the words came out of my mouth, I don't think a musician should get paid any more than a road sweeper, I said. Um, I had all this programming. Money is evil. Success is bad. There's all this programming as being a person from the UK. You're not supposed to step outside of your class. That's bad. Like, if you're working class, you're supposed to stay working class. If you're poor, you're supposed to stay poor. You're supposed to stay in your lane. I'd broken out of my lane. I'd bust myself out of this lane. I left, I left home age 15. I left school age 16. I traveled across the country. I went through all sorts of horror and I got myself to America age 22 or 20, 22 I believe it was and I got myself into the offices of the biggest record label on the planet and I got them to believe that I was like a potential of amazing and uh, you know they, they gave me $250,000 to make an album and uh, I made an album and it was a brilliant album but it was an album they could not release and I knew that. I knew that if you if you set me down and made me really really look into myself and be honest, I knew that. That was a self-conscious act of crazed sabotage. Big up Alex, great three two one says hypocrite is still one of my favorite songs. Thank you, and uh, yeah, it was a great song. That was a good song. <laughs> but that's what happened there. Uh, inside, in, in my subconscious was uh, deliberately destroying that opportunity. And what it was, was I was not ready. I was not ready. And it took me many, many years to undo a lot of that programming. And I'm still working on it. It's a battle. It's a constant battle. A consistent monitoring of what's going on in there. And uh, which voices are winning out. And whose voices they are. The, uh, the worst version of yourself, the potential worst version of yourself, likes to compare you to other people. That's what the worst version of yourself does. So it goes, oh, look at that guy who's doing something kind of similar to you or whatever. He's doing way better than you. 
he's got way more than you. He's got this, he's got that, he's got this and the other, says the, uh, the worst version of yourself. Because the worst version of yourself doesn't want you doing the smart thing and the, and the, and the, the right thing, the obvious thing, which is to compare yourself to yourself. But yesterday, as uh, someone you might have heard of would say, I made a song based on that from, from his book. 12 Rules for Life. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not who someone else is today. The worst version of yourself doesn't want you to do that because if you compare yourself to who you were yesterday and if you've, you've been in any way just like living a useful life, uh, you'll instantly fare better. And if you do that, if you compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not who someone else is today, then you will notice that sneaky potential worst version of yourself and you will destroy them. Because, look, look, it's... If you're just doing, like, the minimal effort, uh, you're going to be better than the version... than who you were yesterday. And the worst potential worst version of yourself, that's the last thing that, that wants. It's the last thing that wants. So it's going to use every trick in its book to make you compare yourself to anything other than yourself. But that's the only thing you should ever be comparing yourself with is yourself and yourself before this moment. And that's the war. That's the consistent, constant war that's going to be going on until the day you die. You are never going to win the war. Not until you die. You will win battles. You will lose battles. Hopefully you'll win more battles than you lose. And as you notice more what's going on and pay more attention, you will win more battles. I, it's arguable that I was losing, I don't know, 80% of these battles because I didn't even know they were going on. So if I won one, it was just by accident, by sheer sheer force of, of sort of unconscious will. I was always very, you know, I was, I've been pushing my whole life. I've been fighting something. I've been fighting the, the potential for not exercising my potential that's what i've been fighting my whole life but it was a lot of it was unconscious so once you once you're fortunate enough and we all are right now all of us here all of us hanging out here right now we're all aware of these concepts and we're all aware of this potential part of that is to do with this wonderful invention the internet which means that we've been able to listen to smart people and we've been able to learn stuff that we otherwise wouldn't some of us knew some of this stuff anyway some of us intuited it but uh we're here. We're in a great position right now. We're in an incredible position to, uh, to win battles, to win most battles in this war with ourselves. But you have to know you're at a war, and you have to know that you're at war, and you have to know that it's going on forever. There is no plateau, only death. Once, the, once you're done, once, you, once there is plateau, there is no reason to be alive anymore, and you will be dead. And, you know, that would be cool. That would be another adventure. What an adventure. Jack Kirby said something like that sometime. All that stuff, all that stuff, the potential worst version of yourself hangs on to. Most of it's from your youth. That's when, you, that's when most of the programming goes on. It's easy to program kids. It's where you've got to be so, so careful what you say to kids and what you say around kids. It all goes in. It all goes in. 
I, you know, it's again, this is this constant battle being a parent. You're like, holy shit, like, what am I doing to this person? Everything I'm doing is going directly into them. They look up to you like you're a god. You're this giant in their life. Everything's going in. But, uh, you know, you have responsibility and you have sovereignty. And it, if, you know, if you're like 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, whatever it is, still blaming stuff that happened when you were a kid on what's going on now. You need to fucking let go. You need to claim ownership of yourself and claim sovereignty and understand that you're in complete control of everything that goes on in here. You are able to decide. You can sit back, step back, and you can cast out all that shit. You can cast out all those horrible voices. You can cast out all those stupid messages and you can cast out all that mongoloid programming that says you are not deserving and you are not worthy and you don't deserve shit. You deserve everything. Your your potential is limitless. You have all of us, all of us. There is no need for uh for any of us to be to be wallowing or you know suffering as much as we are most of it is self-imposed i can say this because i know i did it myself i did it myself i continue to i have to keep on i have to keep re readjusting i'll be fucking up on a daily basis i'll be fucking up at a daily basis you know but uh i'm i'm you know i'm conscious of that i'm conscious of the battle and i'm you know on a daily basis employing smarter tactics in this battle with this potential worst self who's a sneaky motherfucker and a saboteur alright so all that stuff all that kid stuff you know just get over that shit that was ages ago get over it stop hanging on to it stop nurturing it stop feeding it stop allowing it to dictate the course of your life you dictate the course of your life you have all the all the ability you have all the power. You have all the power. That's the thing. People think they're powerless. They walk around like cowering at some like bizarre, like fictional potential. This unreal idea, whether it's an unreal idea of what someone else thinks. You know, who give a fuck what someone else thinks? Someone else thinks they might think of you for two seconds. They think about they're at the center of their own movie. If they think about you is for fucking three seconds and it's in the context of themselves. So their opinion doesn't matter. Doesn't matter makes no difference doesn't touch you can't hurt you none of this shit can hurt you only if you allow it to god damn it yo all that stuff all that stuff that hurt you when you were little and put put this crap in you uh accept it let go and be thankful for it because it was fuel it was motivation it was education it was learning thank you good in the words of Jocko, good, good. My parents programmed me to be a socialist. Good. Got to learn the hard way, like what that really would do to a life. Good. Thank you. You know? Boom. Thank you for uh, the applause button. Liberty Snakes Bear says, I had to let go of the animosity I had with my father in order to move forward and grow. We are both better off for it, both having kids in the same year helped. Yeah, that's real, real, real important. You have to let go of the animosity to your father. You have to make peace with your father. You have to make peace with your mother. You have to make peace with everybody, you know? 
I've done that for the most part. I still got a few best up bits. Like, I ain't really made up with, a, with a, one of my brothers that I fell out with. I need to do that. But, like, I let go of all, all the animosity I had to my parents. All of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. You know, shit, man. They were children. They were children when they had me. Like, my mum was, like, 17 or some shit. Was she... Was she, was she 19? Oh, I don't know. She was a kid, though, man. She was a goddamn child. Goddamn child. And they did wonderful things. And I'm thankful for those wonderful things. And, like, you can sit around bitching and moaning about what your parents did or didn't do. But, like, you know, they did what they could at the goddamn time. Now it's time for you to do what you can do at the goddamn time. And what you can do is down to you. And its potential is limitless. God damn it. You know, they did what they could do. A couple decades ago, whatever it was, man, when you was coming up, it was a different goddamn world. It was a different world. They didn't have no internet to look at. They didn't have that shit, you know? It's up to us. It's up to us. Category 3 says, I needed to hear a lot of this right now, so thanks for sharing, man. Well, yo, we all do. We all do. I do, right? Every, all this stuff I talk about, this is all stuff, you know. Someone once said, when you're giving advice, you're talking to yourself in the past. And there's a truth to that, but oh, fuck it, I'm talking to myself in the present too, man. Because a lot of this stuff I talk about is stuff I need to remind myself. That's why I always talk about, you know, the habit and the power of habit. Making this stuff habit as much as possible. Make monitoring your self-talk a habit. Make checking in on yourself a habit, right? So, uh, and I, I, kind, I pretty much have at this point, you know. I, I'm, so I'm a little back, I'm a little bit back. And you're seeing the the thoughts coming in like fish, you know. Uh, there's a thing you can do in Red Dead Redemption if you bang both the directional uh, controllers. You have this cool vision. You can see the fish swimming about, you know. And uh, it'd be like that with with the forts and stuff. Like when you're fishing in Red Dead, if you don't bang those buttons, the only way you see the fish is you, you've got to pay attention. You notice the bubbles, or you might notice when they bite, right? Think of your thoughts like that, right? If you're not paying attention, if you're not banging down those two buttons, because you've got that 3D power. You got that power there all the time. You could always be doing that. But if you just like bang your line in and just wait for a thing to bite and then be like, oh shit, what do I do now? Right? You don't need to be doing that. You could be pressing down those buttons and observing. Slow down. You're observing the thoughts flowing around and going, oh, what's that guy doing? What's that guy doing? Oh, uh, that one's coming over here now. That one's useful. I'll take that one and do something with it. That one's useless to me. That's not a legendary fish. Throw that away. By the way, if you're not playing Red Dead Redemption and this, and this, uh, this, uh, is meaningless to you. <laughs> Well, yo, you're missing out on one of the greatest things about modern life, and that's called Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a beautiful thing. I like to fish. That's what I like to do in Red Dead Redemption 2. Jomo6 says, I have no contact to my father's parents. They're the only grandparents I have. Never met any other part of my grandparents. All died before me. Should I reach out to my grandmother? I don't know. Yeah, totally. Why not? Why not? What's the worst thing that could happen? What's the worst thing that could happen? The best thing that could happen is, like, you have a magical, beautiful experience. Worst thing that could happen is you get run over on the way there or something. So, like, yeah, totally do it. Hell yeah, do it. Oh my god, yeah, do it. You know, a connection to our past is something that... It's one of the things that modern life is stolen from us, strangely. But it's something that's completely there. We have a... We can do it. You just have to put in a bit of effort. So definitely, 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 definitely do that. Hell yeah, do that. Um... Yeah. How hyper efficient would you say you are, Akira? Daniel asks. Well, I'm I'm well, I'm trying to be more hyper efficient. How about that? How about that? Do you know how hyper efficient I am? I'm more hyper efficient than I was this time last year. A lot more. 
Am I more hyper-efficient than I was three months ago? Do you know what? I am. I am. Am I more hyper-efficient than I was yesterday? Yeah, I am. Even though I've had all these technological things throw themselves at me and all that, and my output has been stimmied by that, the amount, what I, the utilization of my time is better today than it was yesterday. Every day I'm slightly tweaking the system to make my time spent more valuable more better used so yeah that's how hyper efficient i am daniel marante thank you for your question i appreciate the shit out of you julian lipcase who's being an inspiring filmmaker myself i often ask myself what the most efficient way to success is do you have any advice for fellow artists you're a badass and i love your tunes thank you thank you um you're a badass and uh, and I, i'm I, i'm i'm very happy that you're here most efficient way to success um i would say is to make yourself as good as undeniably great as possible undeniably great as possible and uh develop a complementary talent stack some people will say that you know you need to choose one thing and become the best person in the world at it I would say that that is useless if you don't have complementary talents that allow you to get that great talent out to anybody, out to the world, or get it used anywhere that anyone might see it. All right, so you need a complementary talent stack. For me, um, music is my main thing. It's my main thing. But I also um, profession at video editing, at broadcasting, at, at audio engineering, at... Uh, at Photoshop, at marketing, at data analytics, at all of these things so that therefore I can make a business, a business out of making music. And that was the thing that was lacking for most of my life. I had all these, uh, all these pre-programmed foolishnesses and I thought, oh, I'm an artist. I don't need to do business. That's for someone else to do. Someone will see, recognize my genius and they'll come along and they'll, they'll help me and they'll do all that stuff. Ding dong, you're wrong. Crap version of Akira. Ding dong, you're wrong. You're misguided. You're foolish. You're incorrect. No one's going to save you. No one's going to come along and recognize your genius and pick you up out of obscurity and, and do all the stuff for you that you don't want to do and you think you're above. Guess what? You're not above that shit. Guess what? If you want to you know, shine, if you want the greatest version of yourself to be able to operate at its peak thing, then you're going to have to work out how to do all the stuff that makes that possible. And guess what? You live in the future. You live in a glorious, glorious utopia where all the tools, are, they're there at your disposable. Guess what, socialists? We have got the means of production. Guess what? We've got them and we didn't have to seize them. The evil capitalist structures gave them to us. Wow, we have the means of production. And that's like, that's metaphorical and factual. We can produce. We can produce music. We can produce goods. We can produce whatever the hell we want to. We can drop shit t-shirts to Japan. We can do whatever the hell we want, goddammit. It's up to us. We just have to do it. We just have to learn the tools. We just have to go, oh, shit, okay. What do I want to do? Why do I want to do it? Am I going to commit? Okay, let's fucking go. And then you go, and then boom. Boom. It's all there for you. It's all there. Liberty Snake Bear says, preach it, Akira. Thank you very much. That's what's up. That's what we're doing. Right? Yo. 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 Uh, yeah. Temtex says, say strong, Akira. You'll be booming soon. Guess what? I'm already booming. Boom! But we're going to be booming louder. 
you and me together, we're going to be booming louder and louder and louder and louder. And man, if we just keep if we keep going and we stay true and we stay honest and we and we like you know we work together and uh, you know we don't we don't bow and we don't we don't scrape and we don't compromise uh, our integrity and our quality, you know, then we're going to be boom. We're going to be booming out here, brothers and sisters. There ain't no stopping us now. We on the move. And, uh, yo, we're going to take some questions. Uh, my boy, Sir Peppers, he sent me some questions that you guys submitted, and we're, we're going to answer some of these, these questions. So thank you, Sir Peppers. I'd like to take this opportunity to say thank you to everyone in the Akira the Don community who's making it happen, who's helping this, uh, this, this wave grow. We're going to turn this wave into a goddamn tsunami, brothers and sisters, and we're going to do that together. Yes, we are. And uh, yeah, so shout out to everyone who's engaged in that whole thing. Big up my boy YouTube hero Alex holding it down in the Discord. Big up Synapsian on the Discord. Big up Robert on the Discord. Big up the whole Discord gang. How many people are in the Discord now? How many people are going to that incredible Discord and having a wonderful time and engaging in a beautiful community of like-minded, bad motherfuckers who do not judge you and who will help you to be the best version of yourself, who will help you to fight and win the war with yourself? Huh? 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 It's a lot, is what it is. It's a goddamn lot. I can't even see the figure. It's a large, large figure. So big up, you bad motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Akira says rug m zero i'm in a situation and wondering if you have any advice for a guy like me i'm 26 years old i had to move back in with my parents due to health issues both mental and physical oh hang on we did this question last week we did this question already uh sir peppers but thank you anyway uh yeah dragon energy we did this one as well have i has, has it just opened an old an old question file is that what's happened? Let's try this again. Let's take what, while, while I'm trying to do five things at once with my beautiful, big, uh, hyper-efficient brain, let's have a question from the YouTube. Oh, hang on. Where's that coming from? Yikes. Shh. Okay. Yo, 660 in the Discord. 660. Holy cow. So if you six of you guys who aren't in the Discord, join the Discord. Uh, yo, we'll have 666 and that'll be great. Alex Great 321 says, Do you still have a UK shop? The shop is currently based out of America. So everything ships from America. Uh, we're looking into creating a new European shop, so that just makes shipping take less time for you guys. David S. Duenas, Dad25 got cancer. Bless up. Yo, bless up to you. Love to you and your father. Life is suffering. What you do with that suffering is, is uh, up to you. And I believe that you will do the best you can with it because you're a bad motherfucker and you're here. And I believe in you. And I appreciate you. Ask Akira 115 says, Sir Peppers. Yeah, I just tried to open that. Let me try again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go into uh, 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 inbox. Sir Peppers. Ask Akira 115. Let's try again. Yeah, it's, it is that one. It is 115 that I just opened and uh, I've already answered a bunch of those questions. Let's see if we can find one in here. That we have not answered. Uh, okay. Ah, here we go. Yo, yo, yo. Do you ever drop meaning waves when you're DJing at no vacancy? I have done occasionally. I've done occasionally. The more of you guys that come out to my meaning to my uh, DJ sets, the more meaning wave I will sneak up in there. 
come over and say you're here so I know you're here and then I know that if I play some meaning waves some people will recognize it and be excited guess what happens when you do that so uh, what tends to happen these days in clubs is if people hear music they don't know like they they stop dancing you can sneak in music in the context of stuff they do know and then they're cool people's well in LA this is the case anyway people's uh, tolerance for stuff they don't already know is a lot less than it was just even three years ago this is partly due, due to a culture of uh, of people just expecting what they want all the time they just expect to be able to have what what it is they want you know they can just bang on a playlist what I've, I've noticed like a lot of DJs these days they just like play this this one playlist off Spotify in in a different order Anyway, I don't do that shit myself. I'm, I'm a bad motherfucker. But uh, yeah, so if you sneak in a record that no one knows between a couple they do know, you can totally do that. So guess what? If you're a Meaning Wave fan, if you're in the building, I'm DJing, come over and make yourself known. And then if I play that Meaning Wave record and you go apeshit, other people will just go apeshit. Some guy was in the club the other week and he asked me if I could play his song. He was celebrating the release of his new song. Uh, I, f I was feeling kind. I was feeling nice. So I said, yeah, send me that shit. And uh, he emailed at me and during a break... There was a titty break while some titty dancers did some titty dancing. I had to listen to it and I was like, oh, I like this. And if I played this um, kind of over this other record that it's in key with and I like, that would be cool. So I did. And people and they they were like, oh, my God, it's our song. And he's playing it in a cool way. They went crazy. Everyone else in the room just went crazy. They were like, oh, people are going crazy. Let's go crazy. It was a real moment. It was a great moment for him. No one had heard his record. It was his first single. Uh, his He had a video crew out filming it. And the whole place went nuts and it was a joyful thing. Therefore, if you come out and you're like, hey, I'm a Meaning Wave fan, let's hear some Meaning Wave. I play some Meaning Wave, you go crazy, the whole place goes crazy, it'll be a domino effect of crazy. The more that happens, the more Meaning Wave I can play in my club sets. Boom. But anyway, like I said, we're getting to this point where, uh, you know, you guys are becoming numerous enough that we can start doing Meaning Wave shows. We can do a Meaning Wave tour. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm going to do. It's going to be great. So, yeah, like I say, just keep, like, getting your friends into it. Keep converting to people. Keep playing that stuff. Keep joining the Discord keep uh you know tweeting stuff keep just yo let's turn this wave into a goddamn tsunami baby yeah 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 odin text can we teach alexa to have the source wave radio skill uh yeah can we that would be good i'd like to i'll ask baz i'll check in with baz i've got a homie in the voice world i need a voice thing uh yeah yeah SZQ, can we have your Meaning Wave songs also shuffled, shuffled along with the standard Source Wave radio tracks? You can and you do. That's now been implemented. If you're listening to Source Wave radio, it will be back up after this broadcast. You'll be hearing Meaning Wave songs in there. And you'll also be able to enjoy Meaning Wave Monday every Monday. I got my library back. Part of the, when I lost everything on Dropbox, I lost all my music. But I got that bit back. I had a, I had a backup of that somewhere. I was able to retrieve it. Yeah. Uh, pink bandana guy what software do you use to do the mixes ableton fl20 is that on 20 now holy shit i was using fl studio in 2000 when it was called fruity loops like a bad motherfucker i use logic now and i use tractor when i'm djing yeah synapsion akira are there any articles pertaining to your current works with the meaning wave universe and idw uh i think there's a few um for the most part uh, the mainstream media are pretending I don't exist. <laughs> and uh, that's why I created my own world. That's why I created my own universe. We were discussing this. I was on uh, Will Rankin's show yesterday. and We were talking about mental health in the music industry and why so many people in the music industry go crazy and get into drugs and kill themselves. I'm going to be getting uh, Rankin on the podcast next week and we're going to go talk about all this stuff. 
But like one thing I was saying was, you know, part of the music industry why people get so fucked up is they're consistently and constantly comparing themselves to other people. It's like this hierarchy. It's like charts. It's like who's doing the best? Where are you on the lineup? Like how? what review did your record get? Like all this sort of thing. You know, and uh, that's why I just ducked that whole thing and made my own world and made my own genre and made my own universe with you guys. That way I don't have to be comparing myself to other people in the music industry because I'm not even in that music industry. I made my own one. The only person I need to compare myself to in the music industry that I made is me. And yesterday, that's it. So therefore, I'm joyful and happy. I used to be awash with resentment and sadness because it was like, oh man, why didn't they review? I made, made this record and it's amazing. They didn't even review it or... They're like they're ignoring me, or they don't they didn't play me, or this that or the other man. Anyway, most people in music are doing that to the point that Jay Z bitches about that shit. I was I played 99 Problems the other day, and I was like, I'd forgotten that he spends half of 99 Problems bitching about not getting played on the radio enough. At that point in time, he was like the, possibly the biggest rapper on earth, and he's bitching about not getting played on radio enough. You know what I mean? If you're just comparing yourself to Garth Brooks or whatever there's always going to be someone bigger than you if you're comparing yourself to the local music industry or whatever industry it is you know what i mean that's why like uh eric weinstein's thing about having a nemesis if you're going to be comparing yourself to anyone that isn't you like just picking someone who makes sense they're in your world they have whatever that's the only way that shit makes sense otherwise you're just going to make yourself bitter and resentful and you're never going to enjoy what success you achieve and then you end up like miserable and kill yourself or whatever the hell fuck that we ain't about that life here in the Meaning Wave universe. No, we are not. Uh, yeah. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah. Um, my boy said Peppers. This is good questions. I had the wrong thing open. This was totally my fault. Uh, Fenir, I tend to lose focus because of excessive self-criticism of my work. How do I push through that voice telling me I'm shit, especially when it's correct? Haha, <laughs> there you go. Part of the war with self. Good question. All right, you've got to be able to differentiate what voice... Is someone else's voice and what voice is just like a negative, unuseful, like uh, sort of like destroy yourself, break you down voice versus what voice is like truth. Because you're not all you could be. You're not the best version of yourself yet. You're not there. All right. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you're perfect just the way you are, baby. There's a truth to that, which is that you, you know, you're not you're not evil and awful and terrible. It's within you. All right. But you have to eke out the best, eke out all the best. All right. So you need to, when you're listening to these voices, work out whose they are for a start. All right. Whose voice is that? Is that your mum? Is that someone else? What are you comparing yourself to? Are you shit compared to what you were yesterday? Or are, actually, are you actually better than you were yesterday? You know, is, is the work shit? Is it shit? Or is it not as good? as Beethoven if you're if you just made a song and it's your first song and you're comparing yourself to Beethoven then that's stupid right is it better than the song you did yesterday yeah because didn't have a song yesterday all right great let's make another one is that better than the one previously all right so you gotta be thinking about things like that work out whose voice it is that you're listening to uh and is it useful and helpful Topher, I'm starting to see a lot of parallels between the western eastern philosophy of we are all one Atman is Brahman JBP, Christianity, Western philosophy of the integrity of the individual and the king of kings and Jesus. And the contrast between multitasking and single tasking in a focused way. Yo, yo, yo. Do you think one of these things ancient religions slash philosophies are pointing to is the importance of focusing our energy to a single goal? Uh, does multitasking bring us further from the light of God? 
That's a good question. And uh, yeah, it's basically a case of like utilizing the correct perspective for the correct situation, because sometimes uh, you do need laser focus uh, and remove all else. That's the only way you can get in flow. You know, flow is the God state. Flow is the God thing. And that's when you uh, have a laser focus. But uh, that same thing can be just a, a kind of like disregard of external stimuli. And uh, you can still be kind of having multiple things, but uh, a lack of distraction. Distraction is the number one killer of productivity. Distraction is the number one killer of, uh, of like righteous expansion of, uh, of basically, you know, moving super fast. Well, there you go, hyperproductivity. Hyperproductivity is, is only possible when you have laser sharp focus. What's that thing they do? Pomodoros. Pomodoros. You go, all right, I'm going to do this thing for fucking 12 minutes. <laughs> Nothing else. 12 minutes. Boom. Then stop five minutes and do something else. People who do that shit do a lot. A lot. A lot. Uh, there's a lot of talk in the neurohacking community at the moment about how phones are uh, just massive distraction machines and stopping us from being able to like 100% focus on anything which is slowing us down this is true so yeah I think you're right multitasking uh, thoughtlessly unconsciously does indeed bring us further from the light of God it is possible to uh, multitask as in to do multiple tasks if you're focusing on each one in sequence that's why my recent use of Asana has been very cool. It's a thing wherein I can sort of like plot out projects and plans and what I'm doing and have this, all right, and then I'm, so then I can sit down and go, okay, what do I need to do for this ta for this project? Do that, ding, 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 ding. I used to sit there with it all in my head in a muddle and I'd be like, oh no, do, do that, do that. I'd be trying to do multiple things at once. Now I can do multiple things in focused sequence and I'm way more productive, so yes. Yes, 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 yes. What up, Instagram? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Albert Einstein wrote, Liberty Snake Bear says, Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Yeah, right. That's true. That's why school is fucked up. That's why school's messed up. They're like, they'll be like, All right, owl, deer, table, orc, uh, Goblin, uh, fly. What? And like, obviously, some of these motherfuckers won't be able to fly. And then they'd be like, "Uh, you suck. How dare you?" And then, and then they like internalize suck. And then they walk around life thinking they suck. Some bullshit. Bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, do 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 do. Sir Peppers says reading my university's paper is both funny and sad since it's solely a platform for leftist identitarian op-eds that claim political neutrality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, indeed. Read an article which the author assumes read an article which the author assumes that every student thinks like him and claims the generic NPC end is nice scenario. Felt like writing an article about gratitude. Why today is the best time in recorded human history. Any advice? Uh, yeah, write an article about gratitude. With these people, I'm assuming this paper is controlled by identarian, by ideologically possessed lunatics. Uh, what you could do that would be helpful would be to sneak in 
an article which they're not going to reject based on their um, NPC problems because they won't recognize it as being something outside of their their uh, their world. So you could sneak something useful in. An article about gratitude could be that thing. You could write an article about gratitude that seems completely um, that doesn't trigger any of their little political flashing things and get that in. I don't think gratitude has been conflated with with Nazism yet. A lot of things have. Lots of things have. Reason, um, exercise, eating meat. <laughs> so while you can, yes, definitely do that. And, uh, you know, if like someone reads it and it changes their mindset a bit and sets them down the path of of non 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 zombiedom, then that would be useful. Mustache Pants says, "How is my hero? I assume you mean My Hero Academia, and uh, it's wonderful. My Hero Academia is wonderful. What? What? How come? It's really amazing. What's with My Hero Academia? All right, looks like Donald Trump. What's with that? Would Would you think that was deliberate? All Might looks like Donald Trump. He just does. Uh, Saw Bunyan. I don't like your name." Any chance we'll be seeing you a little more down south, maybe in the Orange County area? I'd love to, man. I would love to. I would love to. So, yes, someone book me. Book him and he will come. Uh, I currently do not have an agent or a uh, booking apparatus. What I've been currently doing is setting myself on fire and making myself undeniably great and uh, and a thing so that people want to be involved and want to book me and all that sort of thing. So, um that's part of what I've been doing. The other thing is like building the community and building you guys up, right? So once I can look at Spotify and it goes, all right, there's like X amount of people in Orange County, then I can ring up Orange County venues and say, hey, yo, book me because there's this amount of people here and they'll come out. So that's what's up. Get all your homies on the wave and let's go. Let's do it. Bye-bye, Instagram. Yo, 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 yo. Is it possible there might be a lack of meaning wave? coming soon lmao winky face i don't know what you're referring to <laughs> what are you referring to uh yeah sinclair are you going to do another red dead redemption song uh maybe i'd uh, maybe <laughs> red dead redemption i wrote a song once called lord i miss red dead redemption about the fact that i missed red dead redemption and it was gone and uh currently i'm playing red dead redemption i'm playing it real slow because i don't want it to end Real slow. I'm not doing any. I've done a couple of missions. <laughs> I'm still in section three. I'm terrified of doing missions in case it moves me onto another part of the story and then I suddenly can't do stuff anymore that I was doing before. And I, there's so much to do. Me, I just like fishing right now. I've been trying to fish and get a legendary fish. I haven't caught one yet, but I've caught a lot of smallmouth bass. And uh, that's fine by me because I love them smallmouth bass and I chuck them back and, I, and, I, and uh, it makes me more honorable. I was so unhonorable, even though I've been trying to play like an honorable person, and uh, it was fucked up, man. But um, now I'm super, I'm like halfway honorable, just pr primarily from fishing so much, and also saying hi to people everywhere I go. It's like me in real life. Everywhere I go, I'd be like, hey, what's up, smiling at people and shit. That's what I started doing that in Red Dead. Me and Hercules were like, let's play honorably today. Let's throw the fish back and smile at people. And it, it like boosts your honorability, honorability rate in like crazy. We were on stream and someone said that I was the wholesome highwayman. And my God, if that's not a great name for an album. So maybe I'll do a Red Dead project called the wholesome highwayman. Who knows? Oh, you know what would be good? Boom, boom. Hey, Alex, let's work something out. Cause we need to do a community project. And uh, I think a great, a great one would be a, a record that samples 
red uh, like a, a lo-fi record that samples red dead music and it has like s voice clips of arthur being nice that would be really i would listen to the shit out of that so maybe if anyone wants to like find clips of arthur being nice and get like links to the best bits of music from red dead and start posting those in the discord in in an area um then that would be a cool community project i think that would be dope yeah Beauty of video games, says Derner1804. Murder people, throwback fish. You know, I'd be trying to not murder people, basically. Unless someone shoots me, I ain't shooting them. That's that's how I'd be living. Uh, Liberty Snake Bear says, woman question? Huh. I don't know. Did you just ask a question? I missed it. The chat is flowing fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Pink Bandana Guy in the Discord says, What program do you use for the mixing? Oh, you asked that already. I answered already. It was Logic. Yeah. And Tractor. Tractor 3 is out now. I haven't used it yet. I'm terrified of new software because, like, oftentimes it doesn't work. They throw software out, now, out there now that doesn't work. And uh, with DJ software, like, it's a zero risk potential because one fuck up and your, your whole shit is destroyed. If your shit stops working in the middle of the gig, that's what the worst thing that can happen, and that's basically what will happen if something fucks up. So, yeah. Anyway. Synapsian, what do you think the afterlife is like? And have you ever read the last chapter of Plato's Republic regarding the story of Ur? Uh, I've not read that. Um, post it in the Discord and I'll read it. Or send it through. Maybe I'll read it on next week's Ask Akira. As for what I think the afterlife is like, one of the best things I ever heard about that, or the ideas that I quite like the idea of, is that it's like... Uh, it's like putting down a telescope. So it's like this life, this whole life was looking through a telescope. And then at the end of it, you put down the telescope. And then there's the whole world. And then you go back to whatever you were doing in the whole world. I like that. Uh, Odin text. Do you have a formal schedule for all the next waves? Or do you make them as the inspiration hits you? Looking forward to the next Watts, Jocko and Rogan. Many thanks for the ones already created. Well, the answer to that, and this is a good way of like finishing it actually and uh this is a good way to be in life i think is uh you want to be constantly like you want to be disciplined right you want discipline you want structure so we have a schedule we have a, an upcoming wave release schedule and we have dates and we have uh, production dates but we leave enough room in the schedule for inspiration so for example this week there was room in the we left we allowed room to make the Stan Lee project and also to allow for the fact that like I lost all my shit and uh, real life sometimes happens and like the best laid plans of mice and men get fucked upon by vengeful gods so yeah that's it so basically you know uh, we got a lot of structure we got a big ass schedule we've got like we've got waves plotted out into into next year you know we've, we've got waves plotted into infinity and beyond baby but there's also room for inspiration because you never know man you never know i did a jack kirby wave and it's only right there'd be a stanley wave and you know uh the way everything had happened with with the the data issues and all that sort of thing kind of meant it was a perfect opportunity to do something new so yeah uh tom wonderland says i love freedom tunes yeah Shouts out to Freedom Tunes and shout out to Freedom Tunes. I agree. I agree, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, now it's time to go because it's 2.06 p.m., which means we've been here for an hour. It's been Ask Akira. We talked about the war with self. That's a war we're in, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you ever forget it. Don't you ever forget that because if you do, then, uh, then 
then the, the, the opposition are already at an advantage. All right. So stay safe, stay alert, stay disciplined, and stay flexible, baby. You got to be flexible. Otherwise, you get all stiff and shit, and then you can't move when, when, when you need to, and that's some fucked up shit. You don't want that to happen. All right. Thank you for being here. I've been Akira the Don. Yes, I have. Um, join the Discord. Join the Patreon. Keep an eye on the channels for, for you know, what's going on and all that thing. Akira the Don on everything. Thank you, Eke. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Bully Hunter. Thank you, YouTube Hero Alex. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, everyone who's been locked in. And thank you, everyone who's listening on, on the podcast. Thank you, everyone who's listening in a car. Let's get back, as Mr. Pickle says to making the world a more beautiful place bully hunter is right fighting the war with yourself that's the ultimate challenge and that is the ultimate battle ladies and gentlemen and it's the one it's the one if you really want to change the world for the better then you need to fight that world war with yourself and you need to win it you need to win those battles because that's the only way you're going to make the world a better place brothers and sisters is by making yourself all you can be you might be beautiful, you might be cool, you might be a bad motherfucker, but you're not all you could be. You're not the best version of yourself yet. And if you want to make, if you want to change the world, if you want to make the world a better place, then you need to make yourself the best version of yourself you can. And by doing that, you can save mankind. You can save the world, baby. That's how you do it, all right? Get after it. Get after it, brothers and sisters. We'll be here next week, same bad time, same bad, ja bad channel. And you know you can you can talk to me on Twitter and you can you can join those channels. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you, and most of all, I'm proud of you. <laughs>